Okay, so, well, I'll, I turn my mic down just a little bit. But we'll start the recording here. So for those of you tuning in, thank you so much. Welcome to another episode of Everything Virtual. We really appreciate you, appreciate you guys coming in. Oh my gosh, it's the end of the week already. I'm here with Ronnie. Okay. I'm here with John. John, I, I, I saved this for once we hit record because I'm, I'm going to make you say it on the air. Are you a drummer? Because that's a super cool drum kit behind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, so the church that I work at, this is this is their drum set. We have a, a plant right now that is meeting. It was meeting in a school. So now we are not able to meet in the school obviously because of yeah, yeah. Uh, corona and all that uh so it was sitting in a trailer and it's like a six thousand dollar td50 rolling kit and i was Dude, like hey guys sweet. could i could i borrow that in the meantime and they were like yeah that's the best way to jam nice. out without disrupting anybody absolutely oh it's yeah fantastic it's absolutely <laughs> great and i can plug it into my scarlet and play along with spotify out loud if i want or Ooh. throw in some headphones oh it's great it's awesome yeah it's cool. all right all right i sorry i just i just wanted to so, so that everyone can get to know you know all the the members of everything <laughs> virtual a little bit more and we learned something new today i mean i think i knew that you were in um uh that you were playing i just it, that's just a, such a sweet set behind you i like the i like the setup yeah yeah thanks hey, let's let's get back are, are, you, are you gonna ask me about the uh the, the bet the headboard on my uh <laughs> no, ronnie i already know you play i know you play headboard in one of the coolest metal bands already so <laughs> uh, all, right. all right guys let's let's dive into some vr news from this week I feel like there was actually a bunch of stuff. So instead of yeah. kind of going topic by topic, uh, let's have this a little bit more free flowing because there's a, a lot of news that's obviously interconnected within the industry. Um, but I think the overarching uh, main topic that we want to talk about is all these headsets coming out. So there's some news about HP with their G2 headset. There's the Pico Neo 2. Um, and then, John, you had mentioned or, or sent over a video. And I, I apologize. Let me... I don't know. Oh, was this Thrill Seeker? Yeah. yeah was a Thrill Seeker video yeah. kind of diving into Qualcomm being the kind of behind the scenes, uh, mm -hmm. you know, for, for the chip development and stuff like that. So it's exciting times for VR mm -hmm. enthusiasts like us and people who might be more into the technical side. How can we break this down for, for people who are just maybe getting into VR and, and what this really means for the industry now that we have more headsets coming in and, and maybe some collaboration across the board to, to really unify this industry? So, I don't, I don't, Ronnie, I don't know if you wanted okay. to – I know. I'm asking the big, big questions today. Yeah, so I, I guess <laughs> you already kind of broke down. I think – I guess in, in terms of tackling these news topics, uh, I think it makes sense to first talk about the HP G2 and then maybe talk about the other stuff hardware-wise because okay. the other Go stuff is kind of more like on the standalone, all-in-one mm -hmm. VR kind of package. So, so I guess the first thing we'll talk about is the new HP – uh, PC VR tethered headset that was announced this morning. Uh, there had been uh, there there had been kind of like a sneak peek at the headset previously. This is the one that you and I talked spoke about on the last news episode, uh, Zane, about uh, a collaboration between HP, Valve, and uh, Microsoft. And there had kind of been you know a darkened image that people were uh, brightening up to figure out. More what details. it was all about yeah but mm -hmm. now like this morning there was an uh, there was an official uh you know press release showing all the details about the headset um ironically i can't remember exactly when the release date on this is i don't think i, I have a feeling they haven't announced a hard release date yet but um if if either of you guys see that in any of the articles let me know but well i i, I pull up the article that you had sent me and just so people can get kind of a visual yeah. on what the headset looks like this is yeah. uh 
this is road to VR. And actually that article, so there's, yeah. So people that are interested in finding out, so this article is good just because this is, as far as I know, the first kind of hands-on uh, take on, on what the headset was like, like a prototype version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another article on road to VR, as well as a lot of the other ones, uh, the other, you know, major uh, VR uh, outlets just talking about the general specs. So if you're interested in the specs, there's probably better articles, but but this goes into detail about kind of what the visual impact is of, of, of this headset. But essentially, I mean, so, so yeah, so long story short, in my opinion, this is, yeah, so this is the new, uh, so, so last year, almost a year ago exactly from this time, uh, HP released the original reverb. So it was called the, the reverb G1. And the claim to fame of that headset was that it was a Windows MR headset, uh, like some other one. Like usually, Windows MR headsets are kind of a cheaper um, alternative to the Oculus or, or HTC headsets. Um, but but HP's in particular was you know like a, a pretty high quality version of those headsets. Use that same kind of tracking system, the inside out tracking that the Windows MR. Uh, headsets use uh, as well as the controllers but the nice thing about it was it had 2k by 2k uh, um, screens inside so the resolution was quite a bit it was even higher than the index which came out afterwards so at the time as far as like your standard headsets were concerned it was the highest resolution now that said even though the resolution itself was super high um, it still had some issues as far as being a, a headset that could be easily recommended for gaming. Uh, one of the main things was that even though the resolution itself was super high, um, it had there were a lot of like motion artifacts and stuff if you were moving fast. So mm-hmm. there was like red like red tones tended to blur a bit, mm-hmm. and uh, there was mirror effects which are essentially like unevenness in the pixels, like the brightness and color of each of the pixels on the screens when they're slightly off. It can lead to some like, like visual artifacting that's kind of similar to screen door effect. So some of those things kind of mitigated the really high resolution of the the images. So, mm-hmm. like, like back when I saw it, it was more for people that uh, just want cared about you know super high resolution and yeah. not really about like a lot of fast paced motion. So it sounds like since last year, HP like they heard loud and clear that you know people really like the reverb for the high resolution and it was like a pretty well received headset but they recognized that there were some you know downsides to how they implemented the screens and 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 the lenses and that sort of thing. So in since then they apparently developed a relationship with Valve and Valve yeah worked with them to like good, good company like, to develop a relationship. Yeah, with. yeah I, I actually, I actually think this is really cool because it kind of, I mean, <laughs> these companies can can talk all they want about, oh yeah, we're super into open platforms and working with others to to bring VR to the masses, that sort of thing. But I mean, it looks like Valve's, you know, money's where where its mouth's at because, mm-hmm. you know, they so so this headset. So apparently, the they worked with Valve to develop the lenses on this headset. So the lenses are brand new. They use different, even though the resolution of these screens are the same as last year's reverb, Mm -hmm. they apparently have new screen technology inside so that those specific issues I talked about, like the motion blurring and the the mirror effects have now been mostly dealt with. And and so what you have is kind of a meld. It's almost like a melding of last year's HP headset, the reverb G1 with the index. 
So they're still using Microsoft's inside out tracking system with Windows MR. So you're not going to have lighthouse tracking. So that's that's kind of, you know, for for hardcore, you know, enthusiasts that want the best tracking ever, like, you know, it's it doesn't use base stations, but it does step up the tracking as far as inside out tracking is concerned. Mm-hmm. This is the first Windows MR headset to use four cameras instead of just two. So you would hope that the tracking might be more similar to like uh, an Oculus Rift S, for example, that has yeah. uh, Rift S has five cameras, I think, on it. Um, the uh, the the Quest has four, so this is now more comparable to the Quest. Mm-hmm. So it should they they claim it's like one point four x you know times the response rate of their old tracking. So so basically, okay. yeah. So it's it's going to be quite a bit better tracking than last year's. And as far as I'm aware of, I think like Windows MR inside out tracking, while not as good as Oculus's inside out tracking, is really like a close second, just in terms of, mm-hmm. and, and, th- and this is wh- when they were using two cameras. So who knows? Maybe, sure. the, four, maybe the four camera uh, system now is going to be very close to, if not on par with Oculus's inside out tracking, which if that's the case, like we're not talking, you know, HTC Cosmos, you know, problem like hopefully and, and we're speaking early now right but yeah uh, it, it's, it sounds like it sounds like most likely this will have good inside out tracking mm-hmm. but then but then it's going it has a lot of the ergonomics of the index so it has it has the over-the-ear headphones the ones that are not the headphones the the speakers rather that kind mm-hmm. of float over your ears they're mm-hmm. the exact same ones that valve used on the index exactly and then sure. it has it has the the nicer lenses and then it uses that inside out tracking and it has uh, it, it looks like it has a very similar faceplate and like oh, and head, head yeah that the faceplate and head head mounting system looks very much like the index. So I mean, essentially, this is like an index light minus the controllers, which it does not use the index controllers. It uses its own now slightly models, right? Yeah, yeah. they're they, mod- they, they so, look very much like Quest controllers, exactly, yeah, and that. And that's what, so last year people complained, like people in general complained a little bit about Windows MR controllers mm-hmm. and including the reverbs. And so we don't know yet what these are going to exactly be like, but it looks like they're bringing their, this is a, a highly modified version of the, the previous controllers that mm-hmm. look like, uh, look a lot more like Oculus touch controllers. So, yeah. so, so hopefully, I mean, it, in my opinion, if they can, if they can more mimic an Oculus touch, touch controller that's going to again bring that more in line with inoculate so with like a so standard yeah. across the industry you mean? yeah exactly so so i mean this looks like a really good and the the price point is six hundred dollars yeah so, so it looks like a fall yeah release. no so so i really think i mean in my opinion this is kind of what the original what the htc cosmos should have been right this yeah. is this is basically for people that are willing to spend a little bit more money than the rift s um, but don't want to spend a thousand a thousand dollars to get an index. They can get something that's kind of in the middle. This is going to be you know sh- you know better clarity, supposedly the best clarity. So supposedly, so that article that Road to VR uh, talked about. I mean, and we're talking the standard uh, headsets here. We're not talking like Star VR and all, all these you know kind of several thousand dollar headsets. Yeah, boutique kind of. Yeah. yeah. We're talking for for mass consumer targeted headsets. It sounds like this is probably going to be the headset to beat um, in terms of visual clarity. And then this article does a good job of explaining what visual clarity is to them. And I I like the explanation here. 
yeah. for, that road to VR provided. I mean, essentially they're talking about, hey, resolution's really important, brightness and color is really important, but all of these side issues like like motion clarity and like all these things factor into it, glare, for example, all that stuff makes a difference. And this is the best overall, you know, balanced uh, headset that they've seen on the consumer side of all those issues. So yeah. does it say what the refresh rate is by chance? Yeah. So that's, so that's the other downside compared to the index. It's nine. it's 90 Hertz. I mean, uh, that's still better than a Rift S though. Ex exactly. So it is better than the Rift S not, yeah. you know, quite index level. Um, that's not and, far off though. What, what is it? No. What is index? Well, index can go up to 144. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, but, but, <laughs> realis yeah. Yeah, but, but realistically, like, like me, for example, I only, I usually run it at 120. Um, okay. and, and, and the steps that you can pick, you can pick from on the index, you can pick 144, 120, 90, and then you can go down to, to 80, I think is, or even 72, maybe I'm not sure. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so, so those are kind of, so anyways, so, um, so yeah, it does have a 90 Hertz refresh rate, which is good, but not as good as the index. Um, and then it also has a similar, uh, people are saying the 114 degree field of view is, is very similar to Oculus field of view. Yeah. So, so which is a little bit less than the index, but again, like it's, 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 it's a pretty, you know, good amount. The other thing that it has over the index is it's quite, it's quite a bit lighter. So I think this one said, this says 1.21. I even saw somewhere else claiming that it was 1.11. So I'm not sure exactly what the weight is, but I know compared to the index, the index is apparently like closer to 1.7 uh, oh, uh, so, Yeah, so it's a so it's a decent amount lighter. If I'm if I'm remembering, I, I do know it's lighter. So if I'm not remembering the numbers perfectly, mm -hmm. you know, anybody can can speak out in the comments. But um, yeah, it's it's lighter. Um, doesn't ha have some of the bells and whistles of the index, including you know base tr base station tracking and uh, you know, the high refresh rate, but then for some people it has what could arguably be more convenient, which is, you know, inside out tracking if it's good yeah. and, it, and it probably will be pretty good. And it has, you know, different controllers, but hopefully pretty good controllers. So, I mean, I think, and, and for a $600 price point, like I said, I think this is for someone that is looking for a slightly more premium experience mm -hmm. to the Rift S, but doesn't want to go all the way I mean, you're saving $400 from an index and, yeah. and you're also not dealing with inside out tracking. So if that's a deterrent for you, if you don't want to have to set up sensors, then this is a nice alternative. Now, the other thing I've heard is possibly by the time this comes out, who knows if the Rift S goes down in price to like 300 bucks or something like that. I mean, if, if that were the case, then that becomes a hard proposition again to, you know, do you want to double yeah. the price? But yeah, um, it would be. Yeah, you but can basically get a Rift S for that use. I mean, like in some change, like three forty ish is what I think I bought mine for before the yeah. pandemic. So yeah, so so that's what. So I mean, there are. I mean, coming from the index, me personally. Yeah. I mean, um, if if the if the visuals are really that much clearer than these other headsets, like I hate glare in the index. So, like I, I'm not going to be upgrading to this. Don't get me wrong or anything mm -hmm. like that. But. Um, but I could see where it would fit, like for people that are on the market for a brand new headset. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If, if if they didn't, you know, put down any money on a headset yet, um, this might be one to kind of wait for reviews for to see what you think. For and, sure. And yeah, so and and like I said, I think it's a it's kind of a nice uh, 
it's it's an interesting story because it tells me that Valve probably isn't interested in manufacturing kind of a lower tier of the index. Because if they had those kind of plans, I I kind of doubt they would work to this extent with an yeah. outside party. Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. But but at the same time, it's awesome that they're willing to do that and collaborate. Yeah. Yes. So because because I mean I know with the head the head uh, the head speakers for example those are things that when people have tried them on the index everybody's like man this is the new standard yeah I hope everybody gets these on their heads their next headsets and then we already have you know another player using them so yeah. um, hopefully that means you know the next Oculus headsets will have something comparable it'd be awesome yeah. so, yep. <laughs> so, so yeah, so so all good stuff, and, and I mean, yeah, looking at people's kind of quick comments about it, I mean, I, I think in general it seems like it was received pretty well. Um, I do see some people that you know are like, eh, what you know, we want wireless, we don't want wired anymore, or yeah. this or that. But I mean, really, I think this is just the next, this is the next evolution of a PC VR headset. It's just another option for I think it, what's already kind of out there, maybe a little mm -hmm. bit better. Um, if, if in the future, if, if Oculus is really going to push more standalone and if the market starts pushing more standalone, I mean, we're already in this world now, but I mean, yeah, eventually it's probably going to be, you're probably going to want something that can do both standalone and, and PC, PC VR, VR, yeah. but, but this is a nice, I, I like that we have options. So yeah, yeah, I, options I, mean, yeah I mean, I, I hope, like you said, it's, it's good that there's options to me. Um, it's a lot of like incremental upgrades. And I feel like the only people who would be interested initially would be those who don't already have a headset, right? Like, I don't, I don't know that any of us would look at this and be like, I am going to throw down an extra $600 or yeah. I want to trade in what I currently have. Like, I, I, I don't know that it offers that much more, but I think the big, the big takeaway for me on this is the fact that we have more players entering the game. It's good to see Valve's partnership. Um, you know, even if that means kind of creating different tiers and uh, mm -hmm. with those partnerships, um, and you know, at, at the end of the day, incremental upgrades are still good because like their, their generation two is coming out a year and a half later, maybe even like 15 months later than the, uh, original reverb. Right. Yeah. I um, mean, it, we don't know exactly when the release date is, I don't think, but it, probably, it, yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, well, it's, they, they released the reverb, it said May of 19, uh, 2019 and, yep. um, and it says it's coming in this fall. So between, okay. you know, uh, un, under a year and a half, yeah. uh, it, of, of course, if everything goes to plan. So it's, it's cool to see though that happening. Um, and it's, it's definitely a much faster cycle than we've seen other manufacturers and har hardware manufacturers, uh, work at. So, I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting. And obviously HP is a, a big company. Uh, I think uh, we talked about on a previous episode how it's good to see uh, bigger companies kind of throwing some capital in there. I, I also want to just do a quick shout out to uh, HP for apparently having a really awesome kind of marketing reveal event today because I didn't get a chance to jump into it myself. But apparently they did the whole like, like kind of like an Apple press conference type thing, but all in VR and alt space. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so so I, I didn't get a chance, but I, yeah, I I retweeted uh, kind of after the fact. I I saw a tweet from HP. Mm -hmm. uh, one of their one of their uh, employees had had put out all the times that they were doing, you know, kind of you know VR related uh, shows, and and people sounded like they really liked it. So that's yeah. so I just wanted to give props to them for doing something like that, especially right now. I think that's a really cool idea. Okay. Do you want to mention the Pico, the Pico Neo two? Um, yeah. So that's, so, we, so we can talk about that real quick. Um, because that is, I mean, that's something that I think we'll be talking about for, for quite a, 
quite a lot for quite quite a while because I'm just going to tie this in with you know the the other art, uh, video that that uh, John had kind of pointed me to from from Thrill Seeker. Uh, he's a VR YouTuber, um, but in general, and I had heard a bunch of rumblings about this, and and I think uh, actually I think from Oculus um, when we were it, it was either when I was at Oculus Connect or it might have been uh, GDC before that. Actually, it might have been GDC, but. Um, Essentially, uh, what we're talking about here is Qualcomm is coming up with some kind of an XR chipset that a lot of people are going to be trying to put into different, they're going to be trying to put these into different VR uh, related devices. So they, I mean, Oculus initially worked with, um, they initially worked with Qualcomm uh, to develop the chip that's inside of the Quest. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of their working with Qualcomm led to specific changes that Oculus was hoping Qualcomm would implement on the hardware level to their next chipset for future versions of the Quest. And I think some of those talks probably led them to also um, come up with their own you know, chips that they can use with, with other manufacturers. So I don't exactly know what the relationship is between you know, Oculus and Qualcomm, and if any anything are proprietary to Oculus versus Qualcomm can do what, what they want with it, if, if that's necessarily making it to this, this chipset here. But the idea is that Qualcomm is getting more and more excited about VR. They've had experience working with Oculus, obviously, on yeah. kind of customizing a chip to some extent. And this is their first kind of solution that they've put together that is, is more XR focused. So yeah. um, there have been a number of different announcements coming out um, of these Qualcomm chips. And the, the upcoming Qualcomm set will be more, quite a bit more powerful than the previous Qualcomm chips that were in the Quest. I mean, it's it's just the natural evolution of all these chips and how they, they upgrade yeah. you know, pretty substantially uh, because of the cell phone market. So yeah. every year or two, you're getting new and new, Newer, you know, newer, much yeah. yeah, newer and newer chips. And the the Quest actually was a somewhat outdated chip. I think by the time it was released, just because it was mm -hmm. the first, it was the first time that Oculus had done had had brought a product like this to market. So it just took longer for them to to kind of get everything nailed down. I expect yeah. I expect their future headsets will have more up to date uh, Qualcomm chips in them. And it, and it sounds like these are going to be more up to date as well. So 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 yeah so. Oh, uh, and I was just saying it's it's interesting because we're seeing everything. I mean, these are standalone headsets. You know, no word as far as I know is whether the, on whether these other headsets that are non-Oculus will be able to con connect to the compute the PC in any way for PC VR. I don't really know what the the status of that kind of stuff would be, um, but uh, but yeah, they're they're standalones, and I know Pico had announced. You know, they had already released their own kind of headsets in the past. Um, there were other other manufacturers that are trying to put out headsets that are more social VR focused. Mm -hmm. So they're they're only using hand tracking. They're not going to actually support real controllers. Yeah, I saw that too. So, so, so I, I think this is just interesting to see that, you know, Oculus is going to have competition on the standalone VR mm -hmm. side and that it sounds like a lot of people could potentially become interested um, with Qualcomm kind of leading the way as far as an outside standard uh, besides Oculus for what standalone VR oh, yeah. can be. Uh, from, a, from a so so yeah so I mean if you think of cell phones how uh, Android phones uh, you know there are all kinds of you know flavors of Android phones out there sounds like that could 
come to pass with standalone VR with with what Qualcomm is doing, mm-hmm. and and it also just tells you that um, you know if there's a lot of folks out there that are interested in making new hardware, uh, that you know it, they must see a big future in VR that is is great for what what we're into. So yeah. it. Well, honestly, it's how much how much yeah. is being announced. So no, it really is. So so just just for those listening, and I'll make sure that we add it to the the notes as well, the show notes. Um, it was Thrill Seekers Tuesday Newsday from this past Tuesday, May twenty sixth, uh, where they covered the Qualcomm video. And I, I don't. Did you have any other big takeaways, John? Because I know you had messaged that that video to us, and and we're pretty excited about it. Yeah, Ronnie hit most of the stuff. I think for for me, just like what got me what what intrigued me the most was the notion of uh, sort of the bigger, the bigger like cell phone carriers and um, companies that do like cable have, and all that sort of stuff, like getting, that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah, getting, getting into it. Like 5G. So that's, so that's yeah, 5G. Exactly. Yeah. So that's actually a big, I mean, I, I don't know all the details on that and you, you can go talk about it, John, if you want. Um, but yeah, the, the 5G, I mean, they're talking about also offloading a lot of, I mean, the, the idea is that um, they're hoping that you'll be, I guess, either through server technology or even your own PCs, that they're really pushing for using the, the big bandwidth you get from 5G yep. to, to, to offload the processing. So even though this is a pretty powerful standalone headset, as far as like when you're comparing it to the Quest, um, it you know, it obviously doesn't match up to like a, a strong PC or something like that. They're really pushing these as 5G enabled yep. so that hopefully you would be offset. You would be using hardware off of the headset to power the VR experiences that you're that you're doing on the headset. So I'm I'm I, I think that stuff is interesting and I think that's the future. So I think I think offloading processing to and using wireless to 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 really have great uh vr experiences without having to have something bulky on your head or a cord is is the way of the future i'm not sure if 5g is going to solve that problem personally just because from what i hear 5g is basically like a huge pipe like it's a huge it tons of bandwidth but there's still latency and so i think the latencies at least in the here and now might still be an issue but so just speaking into that a little bit, and I don't like my phone doesn't have 5G or anything like that. I haven't personally tried streaming anything that way. I know Stadia has had a ton of issues with that sort of thing, but uh, I think if if I'm not mistaken, it it's going to work better for say like like something like uh, streaming like Alex, something huge to a headset that's more akin to a Quest than you know like a Rift S or, or an Index um, that is less powerful that can't handle that sort of experience on its own, but mm-hmm. streaming it potentially. Uh, what what I've noticed just with like, even just streaming um, like PS Now on my PC is that games that are multiplayer do struggle. Like there's, there's no doubt about that with latency and that sort of thing. However, games that are just like story driven, like Alex mm-hmm. would be like specifically, I play Spider-Man on my PC, uh, like the PS4 Spider-Man game on my PC through you know what playstation servers or whatever and i mean it's it's dang near flawless like it's pretty pretty close to perfect um mm-hmm. it sacrifices graphics a little bit and, the, and mm-hmm. those sorts of things but mm-hmm. at the end of the day like the experience is 100 there like you can you can play the game and i think maybe that's a thing and that's just for games though i 
I think you're like, we're onto something here with the social aspect of it. Um, seeing you no know, controllers and just using hands and gestures and what have you, all that sort of thing. And having all these big players really start to, to take an interest in it. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, like I've been, I've been saying this ever since that, ever since I got into VR as, a, as an enthusiast or whatever you want to call it, uh, it's definitely going to be in the next five to 10 years, like cell phones are not going to be a thing anymore. You're not going to have a brick in your pocket. It's going to be something different. Who knows what that looks like? Who knows if that's like a, an onset display that's like, that's like Google Glass wanted to be, you know, that was just way too premature for that sort of tech to really um, have mass adoption or be practical for everyday use. Um, it'll probably be some sort of mix, I would guess, um, between AR and VR. Like he mentioned in that video, uh, they're calling it XR, I think, if I'm not mistaken, something like yeah. that. So, uh, so something like that could be, you know, could be uh, like viable for the future. But just seeing the interest, seeing these big companies be like, yeah, this is not just a, a um, you know, rinky dink little fad that's going away. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's just progressing and getting better. Um, and more people are adopting it because of largely because of Quest, like wh however you fill out Facebook, Oculus, whatever. There's no denying that over the past year there, the, the quest has been the gateway for many, many, many folks to get into VR for the first time. Um, and I'll say this, even like, even the Rift S, um, it's like, it's like you were saying with it, with the, the G2, you know, that inside out tracking, there is something to be said about not having to set up base stations every time. Like I can still, even with my Rift S, like if you have a powerful enough laptop, I have a Razer laptop, I can take that thing anywhere, plug up the Rift S and essentially use it as a quest. Like it's, I mean, you can, it's portable. You can, yeah. you, can do, you can do it anywhere. If you've got the, if you've got a, you know, a, a laptop that's beefy enough to handle it. I mean, yeah. Really Which there, I mean, it's, it's not uncommon now. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's basically as portable as a quest. Just you just, if, if you have like a gaming laptop or something, yep. basically. Yeah. yeah so. Exactly. So it's, it's all, it's all moving incrementally, but the thing is like, we, we see it as incrementally in real time because it's, you know, it's just happening as it's happening. But if you look at the actual timeline, it's very, very, very quick. So, uh, well, it'll be interesting to see what the next five years even looks like for sure. Yeah. And no, and, and I've, I've seen some people kind of question whether, you know, uh, it's the software or the hardware that people need to be focusing on. And mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, to be honest, like, I mean, yeah, the software needs work, but there's a, a lot of great software out there. Yeah. Um, I, I think a big, a big factor here is just getting the hardware to be light enough and convenient enough for people to give the software a shot. So I think yeah. any, any, any time we see these kind of announcements and more and more people focusing on the hardware, it's a good thing. So, yeah, and I, agree. I yeah. And as far as software goes, I know, uh, there are a couple of big ones that were announced recently, a couple that caught our interest. Yeah, um, I, we, I don't we, know if you want to get to those. Yeah, no, I figured we could just wrap up. I mean, these are more so just announcements. We don't have much uh, other info just yet. But, I mean, two two pretty big ones. Uh, the first one for, for people who are Star Wars fans, um, the I believe it was the... Yeah, ILM ILM Lab, right? So they just they just took Vader Immortal out of Oculus exclusive, and it's going to PSVR. And their yeah. next project is Star Wars: Tales from the Galaxy, which all we know right now Galaxy's is Galaxy's Edge. The, Tales from the right, Galaxy's Edge. Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and all, all I'm reading here is that it, it takes place sometime between episodes eight and nine. So, hmm. you know, 
I, I played Vader Immortal one. I actually just bought Vader Immortal Episode two, and I'm excited to jump into that and and, and give my thoughts hopefully on one on, on an upcoming game talk. Two is uh, but it's good. Oh, it is. Yeah. No, I mean it looks yeah, it looks it looks it awesome. so, <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, it's. I think I think you know for it's this is obviously no matter how you feel about the movies the recent movies that came out it's obviously a uh, a universe that people want to be a part of and explore further oh, so yeah. there's nothing as immersive as vr right now that allows you to do that as far as i'm concerned these are all like you know extra shots to like you know get it right so exactly yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you there I'm with yeah you. so that's but, but, one. but yeah oh, so i'm super yeah. and and i'm excited about that one too because mm -hmm. it's it's cool that they're adding more and more backstory to the the disneyland and disney world uh you know yeah. part because the those yeah. those sections which i haven't had a chance to experience i was actually planning on going to disney world this july like but this was like several months ago yeah yeah, and yeah. then and then coronavirus hit and then so we kind of like all those plans kind of fell all apart but through, yeah. um but yeah um yeah i i think it's cool that they're expanding they're the sections of the park there are star wars galaxy's edge it's kind of like its own new you know outpost on the edge of the galaxy that doesn't really have its own like backstory like they, mm -hmm. they they were starting to build it but it's a new it was new when they created the park so yeah. this is going to kind of tell some stories and i don't know if this is just one of of many that they plan on doing or if this is but like the the announcement that they made on starwars.com did connect the two and said that they're excited to be telling these stories both at the parks and at people's homes so so i don't know if if maybe they'll they'll have a way to experience this there for people that want to try they VR have, at the um, parks they have they have it uh uh what's it called um shoot i'm, I'm blanking out it used to be downtown disney it's no longer uh it's Spring, disney springs, disney springs yeah. yeah there's the there's a uh there's a vr arcade there um okay. so i'm sure that you could go there play it and then and then have yeah, yeah. your extra backstory if you wanted to um, yeah if you don't have a headset or whatever because i know that's a big thing at disney springs is doing little things like that um that okay. are more that are more uh not rides and yeah. stuff but you know like arcadey sort of deals so yeah no I'm, I'm definitely excited i mean it's any anything to kind of explore that further is always going to be fun mm -hmm. uh and we'll we'll finish off with this the last one is Vertigo Games, which uh, they are the developer responsible for Arizona Sunshine, uh, they're publishing another game. Uh, we don't have any any information, I believe, in terms of yeah. The the only thing that we know is we're going to get a look at it on June eighth during Upload VR Showcase. But uh, this will be the second game that they publish after Arizona Sunshine came out. They did um, a Fisherman's Tale last year. Mm -hmm. So again, and Ronnie, I think you you. Uh, brought up a good point earlier just want making sure that there's a distinction between what they develop versus what they publish but mm -hmm. obviously vertigo games has a really great track record so i think that anything that uh they are working on is something of interest to us and and something that we'll be following along with oh yep yeah. exactly awesome guys well i think we covered everything um for those listening and tuning in we appreciate you guys uh, if there is something you guys want us to dive into or if there's something we missed from this past week definitely let us know we would love to chat about it on the next episode and uh until then we'll catch you guys all on the next game talk